Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Venue. I'm Chris. Manny is not with us today. He's doing some work-related things. So, yeah, it's just me. And uh, today I have Arm the Pigeons. So, Yay, what's up? Uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves. They're not going to be able to see you, so if you want to describe yourselves as well, go for it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my name is Devon. I play guitar and scream in Arm the Pigeons. I uh, said, describe yourself. Yes. Like what? Um, are... I'm about six foot tall. I'm half black, but I'm very pale, and I have an afro, and I have <laughs> stretched ears. That's that's a that's about as cool as I am. Sick tats too. Sick, yeah, I got tattoos as well. Nice. Very visual. <laughs> Yeah, that, just imagine the palest black dude you've ever seen with tattoos and gauges, and that's me. Hmm, sounds like you're talking about me, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Molly. I am the lead vocalist of Arm the Pigeons. Um, I'm not good with uh, just self self description. I don't know. I'm like five five. And I have half purple hair and half black hair and freckles. That That's it. That's pretty much, that's me. <laughs> I, that was pretty descriptive, I'd say. Okay, cool. I would not think of saying anything about my hair. I'll just be like, uh, I'm a fat guy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my whole intro. You stole it. <laughs> no, I don't I can edit myself out. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I'm in the band? in the band, dude. I don't know. Gone through so many bases, including a computer. Oh shit! Uh, I'm I'm Josh. I'm the other guitarist, uh, and I'm a dude, I guess. I'm like a certain height. I just I have never known what my height is. I'm like five eleven, maybe five eleven, five ten. I'm in between those, and that's me. I got somewhat long hair. It used to be purple. It's blonde. It's blonde now, now it's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to touch that up. Yeah. All right. Uh, hi, my name is Michael. Uh, I handled the low end. I'm the bass player. And uh, some people think that I look like Sean Mendez. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably less handsome, but yeah, that would probably come. But the twist is he's from Canada. Yes, yeah. I he's, am. He's Canadian. Huh. Yeah. Huh. That's like the only appeal of our band. We've got a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, look out, world. Well, <laughs> well, it can be. It can possibly be more appealing. How long have you had him as a bass player? Seven months? Yeah, about seven months. That's the longest I've ever heard of a bass player staying in a band. Progressive is one way to put it. <laughs> That's why uh, my name is E. And uh, drums. I'm like pretty tall, but not too tall. I think I'm at like exactly six feet. And I'm, like I said, I'm a fat guy. 
I've got a beard and a man bun. And that's, that's my <laughs> oh, geez. It, it's seriously like talking about me. Two bromances, a three-way bromance. I like what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's ATP on the pages. <laughs> Damn. I didn't count how many people that was. Was it Six. Five. Yes. Five of those here. Been a lot of um, so I'm out then. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Please turn in your resume. I'll send it to you guys as soon as I can. Can, can I ask you, how about yourself? Like, how, how, how did you stumble onto us and all that good stuff? Yeah. No lie, it was on TikTok. Oh, no, no way! way. No, no fucking way. way! All right. Awesome. Good job, like, l- literally just heard a snippet. I'm like, I'm gonna hit them up for sure. Heard our um our single on Spotify at all? Not on Spotify because I don't know what the fuck's up with my Spotify that it does not let me actually listen to the full song. It just gives me hey, we're previews. On iTunes also, so we're also oh, on YouTube. Then I'm gonna listen to it we're on everywhere. iTunes. Hey, same, same here. I'm on everything as well. So if you guys want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, bro. almost started. <laughs> can I, can I quickly, can I quickly plug our single, or is that not cool? Oh no, go for it. That that's the point okay. of this podcast. <laughs> okay, awesome. It's just afterthought, all one word on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever you get your music, um, by Arm the Pigeons. So. I, I was listening to it a lot, and uh, I, I don't know. I I, I like it too much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, dude. That's awesome. It, it yeah, it gave me nostalgia from the time I was in a band. I was like, ah, uh, yeah. I I play everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, is that how come you do like uh, the venue where you just kind of uh, talk music and all that good stuff? Well, I had originally started the venue uh, for a selfish reason. I wanted to be able to interview bands and get new music out of this podcast. So every time I would find someone and interview them, I get to know the people in the band, the people behind the music. And it, uh, I don't know. It's just so much fucking better for me that way. But then, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but then after actually doing interviews and stuff, I found that a lot of the music has to do with the personalities of the people that are in the band. So it mm-hmm. started drifting into being about the people more than the music itself. No, oh, that's, yeah. awesome. that's, that's super really cool. cool. So how long have you guys been playing? Oh, we're about uh I like we've all been we've all been playing music our whole lives, but as a band we've been together for about two years. Wow. Damn. Well, um went to this music school actually and stumbled upon each other and then the music school turned out to be kind of a sham and fell apart. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we found each other, so it was, it was all right in the I end. that was worth $14,000. <laughs> <laughs> 14000 I'm at 32000 
Oh. It's early East, so yeah. you can't say shit. I saw the, the train was heading into a mountain, and I just jumped off. Yeah, they just <laughs> he dropped shit. We all stuck around until they were like, hey, this school doesn't exist anymore. And we were just like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah I kind of had a situation like that, but more uh, my old band. It was just like, we're there, then there was nothing. Yeah, yeah, that seems to happen yeah, with bands. Uh, yeah, I've I've gone through like eighteen bands. I mean, it's it's hard. We've definitely you know had our rough points where you just kind of have to, you know, keep chugging on just just because you see the light at the end of the tunnel. But you know, it can be hard to try to build a business and make music with people for sure, especially oh, yeah. when you know, like you know, they tell you not to start businesses with your friends, and they tell you, you know all that good stuff but it's kind of unavoidable when you're making music with people you know so it's a tricky business yeah, you have yeah. to get along with everyone but it, it also is like you have to be friends with everyone but keep your your emotions like on the side make sure everyone's doing everything they're supposed to be and everyone's up to snuff separate business and friendship for sure mm-hmm. yeah uh, that that seemed to be uh, uh well most of my band's problems were that we were really cool with each other, but when it came down to writing the actual music, it was a lot of headbutting. Yeah, for sure. We all we all come from pretty different musical backgrounds, so there there's been a fair share of like headbutting within the band. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's just always finding that compromise of like where everybody's happy. And I think we're lucky too that we we get to places where we can make compromises because I feel like you know if we were any other group of people or we had one member even be someone who they weren't that those kind of stallmates would never resolve and you know we wouldn't have been able to keep going and keep putting out music and stay focused on our, ourselves and our vision so I think we're just really lucky also yeah it was like before before I actually joined the bands um I actually was friends with these guys um and I, I remember Devon uh, he would ask me, you know, do you feel I would go to their shows and I would listen to their rehearsals and, and he would ask me, you know, do you feel like our music is fighting? You know, do you feel us like fighting each other? And so that was definitely an issue where, you know, everyone, like you were saying, had different backgrounds. But I think it blends in uh, pretty well and we're finding a way to make it really work. Yeah, I agree. I fucking love hearing that. It's like the underdog story. And it just, yeah. dude, at yeah, our who's s- gonna write a movie? About at, this? <laughs> at, at our school, we were like, no, like to some of the. We were definitely underdogs because the the school that we went to was set up for commercial music, so it was it was kids that that want to make it in the industry. Um, but we would have you know kind of um, the heads of the institute and teachers kind of sort of shit on us because we were heavier. We were definitely metal. And uh, there was even this one instance in which we were rehearsing and our, like the Dean, like the head of our, our school um, heard us rehearsing and was like, Oh, that sounds like shit. Doesn't it? And we were like, Oh, all right. Uh, word. He, he was from England. So he was, I remember cause our friend Ben, he was, he was like in a, yeah. Shout out to Ben. Um, but uh, like he was sitting in a room, like talking with, one of the higher ups at the school and he just like stopped and he goes, it's upsetting. And like, (laughs) and like, then he told us, Ben told us about that. And we were like, yeah, that's not really cool. So like at the school, like 
odds were stacked against us because most of the most of the people there they were very pop focused or or indie you know, or whatever. yeah indie pop and it, it, it was like kind of the, stuff. the school itself had a lot of opportunities for um students um to play students to play shows with their bands and it was like it became sort of like a a pattern for us to just kind of be looked over just because you know we were the heaviest and almost the only heavy band project at that school so it was kind of you know a hurdle when they had us play at the guitar center oh and there are all those kids and i'm like dude we say it's like dude we say fuck so much please get your kids out of here yeah we headlined a children's showcase (laughs) that's fucking amazing (laughs) i had to start out i had to get off on stage and i had to start by saying hey we're arm the pigeons and just so that uh, all the parents with your kids out there know uh, uh, we we're gonna cuss a couple of times, so you might you might want to. <laughs> it's more than a couple of times. <laughs> oh, you're a lot nicer than I would have been. <laughs> I actually taught at one of the guitar centers that were there, and like three of my students were there, and I had quit at that point. I don't think it was a conflict of interest, but it was very awkward to like see these like seven, eight, nine year olds and be like, "How's school going?" <laughs> It's like seeing a teacher out in the wild, just there. Yeah, Yeah, it's like you're a kid and you see your your teacher at the supermarket and you're like, wait, you don't live at school? I thought you lived here. Yeah, it's like, where's where's your where's your sad look? Yeah, where's where's your bottle of gin? I don't recognize you. (laughs) I don't know what school you went to. It's so weird because like my my mom is a teacher and like. So, so how many bottles does she I, take to school? <laughs> so, uh, one teacher That's at our business. One teacher in particular. <laughs> I grew up in kind of like a shit area in Colorado. One of the teachers in particular got fired for having three bottles of gin underneath her desk. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, go that hard. Why? It, it seems like it'd be because of that Oops. whole no sharing rule thingy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. She she didn't want to share with us. So you like, didn't bring enough <laughs> bottles for the kids. Whatever you're having, you need to share with the class. You didn't have enough. What do you want, kid? Put this back. I don't have enough for a chaser. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your nine? Who gives a shit? (laughs) You're saying about mom, Josh. Oh yeah. So it's it's kind of like circling back around to that. It's like I, my mom's a teacher, and I went to the school that she teaches at. So like I know a lot of her colleagues, and like. It's weird to like see them like out in the wild and they're like all having drinks and shit. I'm like, wait, hold on, what? You drink beer like this a normal weird. person? Yeah, I'm like, you don't just teach fourth graders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom's an elementary school teacher, and she and her friends will go out to bars. I'm like, I don't think that's. I don't, okay. I don't think you're it's allowed to legal. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you one of the kids there? <laughs> <laughs> what message are you sending them? <laughs> Just imagine a little nine-year-old at, at, at like a bar. He's hunched over. He's got like. A... <laughs> He's like fucking... what, are, what are you doing here? He's like uh, that essay you assigned really, yeah. it was really, rough, really dude. fucked me up, dude. This weekend. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mrs. Sosa. This is on you. Fucking puts back a shot. He's just. Hey, Mrs. Sosa, how are you? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna write a concept album now about a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like this, that is teachers. How far off topic are we right now? We're pretty far. So Whoa! Off. What do you mean? <laughs> <
<laughs> this is usually the kind of topic that it comes around to. <laughs> <laughs> That's good Eventually, to know. you can't avoid alcohol and drugs forever. You gotta talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, they give Although, give everything a try once. Everyone listening, we're not promoting. Yeah, nine, kids. yeah, nine yeah don't do drugs. Don't do drugs or alcohol until it's don't, cool. Don't I mean, do, wait. Don't do drugs unless you want to be really cool. Polly, Polly, Polly. If you don't care about having friends, that's all we're saying. <laughs> They just got to know that they got to hit nine years old and they can do whatever they want. Unless you're nine. As far as I'm concerned, nine adult when it comes to alcohol. So, so what you're saying is we're ancient. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're boomers, essentially. Yeah. We're boomers in our 20s. <laughs> at, at us, you know, five, 18 to 22 year olds and really get sage wisdom <laughs> really map their lives out so, you know what we have to say is take guidance well yeah. we clearly got it all figured out yeah, yeah well you're doing something yeah. right so, thanks buddy that means a lot trying so as far as right now uh because i did notice i've only seen uh your single on itunes what what else is gonna be coming up? So we've got this um, song that we we wrote last year, and it had some some spooky vibes. And we we were gonna play a Halloween show, so we meant to de- debut it then, and then we ended up never playing the show. So we've just been sitting on this song for a year. But this year, um, Halloween twenty twenty, which obviously is October thirty first, we're dropping a song called "See You Next Tuesday," which will be on all of our platforms and. Uh, we're going to be promoting it, so if everybody, you know, wants to keep an eye out for it, we will we'll definitely be dropping something Halloween, and it's uh, we think it's a, a pretty tight song, so it's not, that, yeah. you know. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait then. It's definitely one of my favorites that we've written. It's, it's, it's a pretty far departure from, like, our usual sound, because, like, we, we've got, I mean, we have so many songs yeah. that are just nine. yeah we have nine songs now that are just in the in the back pocket right now and we sat down a little while ago and we were thinking about a roadmap for releases just to you know financially figure it all out because we're all college age or coming out of college age figuring out our finances and so we needed to roadmap out what what our, happened. Uh, yeah and then covid <laughs> happened in a I think so. They're just saying also that COVID kind of fucked up the plans that they had. And at that point, uh, I think I had just joined the band. Yeah, yeah, you had just joined in that March. Honestly, I think it's kind of a good thing that it happened and we didn't release because they uh, we wanted to release uh, a full album, basically uh, pretty much a five song EP. Yeah. And um, I'm actually pretty glad because I think uh, See You Next Tuesday is I think once we released Afterthought, it completely changed our sound and what we were going for 100 percent. yeah and it was it, it was hard to determine what was the best thing to follow up uh, it's kind of like we we set a new bar for ourselves uh and, and we didn't know how how to top it and i think see you next tuesday is, is going to do just that and yeah it's, a good way it's to going to be a great way to top afterthought so Especially because we've been sitting on the song for about 
about a year <laughs> and yeah, it, it was, it was, we thought it was pretty solid as it was. And it, and it, it probably was, but we've been kind of tweaking it, um, this, these past couple of months, um, knowing that it was our goal to put C next Tuesday out next. And it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's super solid now. So I, I'm really excited and looking yeah. forward to getting back in the studio with it. And our, our producer, um, is awesome too. Like he's just like phenomenal. So we're really excited to that process over again yeah very very great guy shout out Tommy. yeah shout out tommy evans at droid studios shout Anyone? Out mosh pit yeah mike at mosh pit, mike at mosh pit. yeah he handles drums he yeah he's awesome <laughs> hey, that's cool so wait so how how is the whole covid thing over there for you guys then right i know you guys are open now or i mean we're we went into lockdown in March, and then it was pretty much over by May. I mean, we wear masks out in public, but the masks didn't even become state mandated till about a month ago. So yeah. Colorado's been pretty. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of leeway with with the you know social distancing and social requirements, but um, I mean, it definitely obviously shut down venues, and we were supposed to play um, a, a show and you know, all these kind of plans that went up in air and, you know, we obviously don't know when we're going to be able to get back on a stage, but yeah, that's, that's obviously what we're missing most, you know, yeah, we like started to get traction right when COVID hit. Cause we yeah. had one show and we got pretty much invited by another band. And then as soon as we finished the booking agent came up to us and was like, you got to do another show here and set us up for, for a date. And then it kind of COVID happened. Yeah. And then yeah. we were getting ready to drop afterthought. Michael had just joined the band was like uh it was like everything was going right and then i remember the day of my birthday it was on my birthday in march when our school officially said no more in in person classes and i was like okay this shit's getting real and then what a week later we went into lockdown right. yeah so it escalated really quick and then all of a sudden like it it seemed to like start to kind of dissipate and then it it just now started locking down again and, and getting more strict. Yeah. What about you guys? How's it yeah, over there? I heard that it's pretty rough in LA. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're forced to wear masks. Uh, I I don't uh, honestly I don't listen to it because I <laughs> I work and then I go home then I come to the studio to do the podcast. Yeah. I went to uh, a pharmacy today, and as I was walking in, I walked into the lobby, and some dude is just absolutely screaming at a nurse, and I was like, what's happening? And all she had asked is if she could take his temperature, and he had, like, a full meltdown like in the middle fit. of the lobby. Yeah, yeah. so, like, I don't I, I don't think that shit's cool, but, like, you know, like, if somebody's, well, like, wear a mask, whatever, like, wear the mask, but if nobody's saying anything to me, like, I don't care, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really do it, yeah. you know? But... Yelling at people is a little. That's a little. That's over the but, top. Yeah. Oh well, well, well. You don't. You don't know the whole story though. What if she's like, I need to take rectal temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Let me what stick if, this up your ass, buddy. What if she's like, I just need to take your temperature, and she puts the thermometer up to his head, but it's actually a Glock. Couch <laughs> <laughs> Glock. That escalated quick. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens in this band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she we make, we make jokes all the time that we're going to get canceled soon before we even 
a career going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're walking on eggshells. <laughs> if, if I haven't been canceled yet, I don't think you guys are going to. Because we have another podcast where we talk a bunch of shit. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure people think I'm racist. Well, so, well. so we have our band is made up of an immigrant, a black guy, and three Jews. So I prefer the term alien. <laughs> so we make a lot of jokes that are, uh, not, you know, not not meant for the public. Yeah. Damn, I need to hang out with you guys. If you're ever in Colorado, just hit us up, bro. That actually sounds yeah, like yeah, a good. Great, great time. Well, hopefully this podcast picks up and we're able to actually travel because me and my buddies um what was that and if we could like drive out to la that'd be so fucking fun yeah, yeah. in person Gee. <laughs> yes, e. yeah. i know my clients you know your clients <laughs> it's hot changing e. everything you know <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, the whole COVID situation uh, fucked me and my buddy up because we were going to going to shows left and right, and just literally spending like maybe close to like four hundred dollars a month just going to shows, like little dinky bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what we play. Yeah. We're, we're the dinky bars guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, those are the like I call them dinky bars. Because they don't have an actual PA system, but those are the best shows. Holy shit! It's really really fun. It is fun because it's like the crowd's right in your face. Sometimes they have like a a real charm. The band's right in your face. Oh yeah. Josh was just saying they have a real charm, and I was thinking, yeah, especially after the shows when drunk dudes just come right (laughs) up in your face, blowing cigarette smoke, telling you that they really like you. (laughs) Wait, did did I meet you guys before? Yeah, no. That last show that we played, we were like just standing outside after the set, and all these like all these boomer uh, like Harley Davidson motorcycle guys were just like coming out, and they're like. You guys sound great, but hey, turn turn down the guitars. Like yeah. just like the most well, boomer shit. And then, that, and then that, that same that same dude, because I I had a whole like stage get up and I had like makeup on and shit, and the the dude comes over. He's like, I don't remember what his friend's name was, but he's just like Billy Joe. Come look at this guy's eye. Look at his eye. It's all got a thing on it. And I was like. One of the one of those dudes was talking to me, and he goes, "Are you? It's like, wow, you guys are tuned low. Do you tune to drop D? Uh, like, uh, drop A. He was like, and a G. It's like drop A, drop C, and drop G. And he was like, what? Yeah, do notes go that low? Dude, yeah, he's like, do no, do guitars? Are, aren't you playing a bass right now? It's yeah. like, no. Well, that was the issue with uh, the music school that we met at, too. It was was like... Because they didn't know that there was music after the Beatles. (laughs) Straight up. Jeez. The the owner of the school, he was uh, a Beatles scholar. Like, not... (laughs) Maybe that's why they they were talking shit. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah. I I mean, we have a Beatles vibe. Dude. They set up... Up an Abbey Abbey Road poster on the anniversary, like yeah. at Dime. But like, yeah. are they ever gonna do that for any other bands, any other yeah. like well, anniversaries? He, he looks at E. He walks up to him and he goes, "You're not Ringo Starr. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> here's my here's my thing though. 
because they talk shit, you know, he likes the Beatles and he talks shit on our music. Paul McCartney is best friends with Ozzy Osbourne. True. The godfather of metal. So right. you can go fuck yourself, sir. <laughs> you almost what? met Ozzy. Wait, I don't know if I was supposed to talk about it. Talk what? about it, what man. What the fuck are you talking about? I make it vague. So I worked a job um, oh. that involved travel and a private vehicle of Ozzy Osbourne. Were you smuggling drugs into the country? <laughs> no, he was Ozzy's pack mule. The only thing, I didn't meet him. I think his daughter was on the plane. Oh, Kelly. Um, but all I remember is he had a preposterous amount of ice cream. Just. <laughs> just like, I'm not exaggerating. Gallons of ice cream. Is it like all just vanilla? It's like different flavors, but I don't know. Oh, like, okay. like, they didn't let us look at it, and they were like, they were like don't touch any of this ice cream just keep yeah, it in your freezer. Ice cream. None of it is for you guys. And we were like, okay, usually when people would come in, they'd like you know, hook us up with some food. It would have been funnier if it was like all just vanilla and they were like, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne just fucking goes ape shit for vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I, was, I was so confused. I don't see I anything wrong with that. But <laughs> drugs, I think the best thing in the world becomes ice cream. That's, that's true. true. Like, I yeah. think there's no drugs. Well, that's why Elvis Presley got like he he stopped doing drugs and just got really fat and died, died on his on the toilet, toilet because you know? of heart failure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to die like Elvis. <laughs> Honestly, Dude, it sounds like too. a fun way to I've go. Come close a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> you get the diabetes sweats too. It's so fucking hot right now, man. That's because it's fucking hot in here and we have light directly in our face. That is true. Why did we think we were going to be seen? That's a good point. We're all sitting on a couch. Why do we still have a shoulder? Let me turn the lamp. Time for a band photo. Yeah. Oh, man. So, have you um, had any bands on the podcast that are like sort of sort of making pretty big waves now, or an- anything like that? Any cool stories? Um, we had a lot of local bands. Uh, yeah. I guess the biggest one would be the interview with Spencer from uh, A War Within. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, I saw that post. I I I fucking played a show with them with my other band. Back in like 2017, Spencer was such a fo- cool fucking dude. I have one yes. of their guitar pick, a little pick jar over there. <laughs> <laughs> they're cool dudes. They're nice. they're they're fun to watch live. They're really nice guys. They're they're great to play with too. Actually, we should probably hit them up sometime when if they're ever coming yeah. down. That'd be awesome. Also, this guy Devon knows every single band that you could ever mention. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously, throw anything at us. He knows them. He's like, oh, yeah, I played a show with them, like, three years ago. He knows everyone. Yeah. Oh, so then, hmm. Have you played with Traditions? Not. So here's... You, Michael, you lied to him. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, must have yeah. That's why I did. So liar. Should I, should I explain what sure. happened? Okay, so... um. This is gonna get a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna get it's, it's gonna, gonna get, get sad. It's gonna get sad for a second. So, um, I play in this other band called Letters to the Living, and I've been with Letters to the Living since I was about sixteen. 
And the reason I was in that band is because their guitarist, Austin Sutton, produced my first band. Their bassist left and he went, hey, man, I know you can play bass because every bassist you've brought into the studio sucked and you've had to re-record the parts. Do you want to audition for this band? And I said, yeah, and I auditioned and I played with them for three years with the lineup I'm, I'm explaining and stuff. Um, played a lot of shows. We had just finished recording a brand new EP. Uh, we were actually getting ready to tour. We were actually booking dates for venues in LA, in Utah, Nevada, Texas, all that stuff. And um, Austin, the guitarist for Letters, uh, committed suicide in 2017. So that put a giant halt on what I was doing musically. Like it was like my this dude was my mentor this is this dude was like my best friend he was my brother he taught me everything i know about songwriting everything i know about production and and just overall being a good bandmate and a musician and all of a sudden he was gone so i fell into this huge huge deep dark hole and my mom came up to me one day and she was like try this school out and it was it was the school that we all met at and i left home I had already been moved out of my parents' house by the time I had decided to go to the school. Um, but she sent me the information. I went and auditioned. I got in and then met all met all these dudes, minus Michael. Michael came like a year later. Um, but <laughs> met all these dudes um, like the first day of school. Yeah. And I, you were the first person I met yeah. as well. It was like we were registering and you you like walked right up to me and you were like, Hey, I'm Devon. Like, nice to meet you. Yeah. What's your major? So the, cool. the story of how Devon and I met is kind of funny. Oh, dude, it's fucking hilarious. So our school was under construction. So there were all these tractors and like huge metal toolboxes outside. And all the, all like everybody at the school, it was, it was a small school. There's maybe like 50 kids max. So we would all just kind of go outside and smoke. And they were passing around this joint. And I don't know why it fucked me up so bad, but it did. And I'm like sitting there. And this, this girl that we went to school with was like, you look like you're going to pass out. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. And I just fucking collapsed and like smacked my head on this toolbox and like slumped next to this tractor. And I just remember waking up to Devon being like, hey, 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 can, so, I, can I give you a hand? So <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I saw. We were going into public speaking. And we all fucking hated public speaking. I loved public speaking. Well, because okay. you like talking about... You almost failed that class. No, okay, so I liked it, but I also didn't want to do the work, so I didn't go for, like, four weeks in a row, but then I still got a B plus, which was, like, super dope. So we were going to public speaking. Nobody wanted to go. I thought Molly was... You know, Molly and I had just started talking at that point in time. I thought she was like, let me make a joke. Let me slump against the fucking toolbox to to show how much I don't want to go to public speaking because your eyes were open when you passed That's out. That's true. It looked so, like I was a corpse. Straight I just up. Album so cover. I, so, album <laughs> cover. <laughs> so I started laughing. So I was in a different band at the time. When I, when I just got to that school, I got recruited into a different band. Molly, Molly was outside hanging out with us and she slumped and I started laughing and it was literally like, ha 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 ha. Oh, she's not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> and i became friends (laughs) but but that going back to to that um that's kind of how pigeons 
started, I guess. Like, yeah, I yeah. got tired of not playing the music that I love because I missed Letters to the Living so much. Yeah. We got back together. Letters is back. We're, we're writing shit, but... Well, you know. so I remember Arm of the Pigeons. It was, like, me, Devon, and this other dude, Kyle, who's not in the project and hasn't yeah, been since... To, uh, uh, he moved back to Georgia. He moved to but, Georgia. Uh, Kyle, but yeah, Kyle. We, Devon was like, I want this dude, Josh, that we obviously went to school with in the band, and I want this dude, E, that we uh, went, also went to school with in the band. And I, I remember, I swear to God, I remember walking up to both of them and being like, hey, do you guys have any interest in this project? And both of them being like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> 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 That's not what happened. I was like, so excited because I was the For almost the entire first semester, no one came up to me for to like start projects or anything. And uh, the other band that Devon got recruited into, I was like, it'd be sick to be in that band. Um, and then when Vaughn and Kyle left that band and started forming another band, I was so excited about it. But I was just trying to, I was just trying to play it cool. You played it too cool. Yeah, you played it way too cool. <laughs> And I remember the the early stages of the band. It was so like freeform because Molly and Devon really wanted to like go somewhere with it. And like I had joined, but I was in another band. Like I'm still in this band. Um, but um, that's true. You know, it took me like bugging it, you for it took a year forever because to to I I was kind of focusing on this other band, and I was like, I can do a second one like on the side, but I don't know if that's going to be like my main thing. And it took me a while to like really start committing myself to arm the pigeons because like arm the pigeons also it it started as kind of like a joke between me and kyle yeah because because he goes up to me and like we had like a piano class or something and we were sitting next to each other he's like do you want to start a band called arm the pigeons and i was like yeah that would be really funny and then like nothing ever happened out of it and then he was like serious and i was like oh yeah <laughs> And like <laughs> Kyle, I I mean, freaking love Kyle. He one of is the greatest guitarists. One of I've ever the met. best guitarists I have ever seen play anything. Like a, pro- he's like a prodigy. Like he's a prodigy. Yeah, like he. Huh. You can show him a song, and he'll be like, "Oh, let me go learn that." And it'll be five minutes later, and he's like, "I learned it." And I'm like, "The song's eleven minutes long." Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's got perfect pitch. He's got a beautiful singing voice. Um, but like everybody, I, everybody in the band's in love with Kyle. Yeah, you know, I don't like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like it, it, it started out as like a, a joke, like an inside joke between me and him. Just we were like, oh, arm the pigeon song, like, and then we would play like minor seconds in harmony <laughs> in piano class and piss off all the vocal majors who are like, it's not pretty. <laughs> and then like, and then he went off and started it. And, like, I didn't really know about it starting up until you guys approached me about it. And so that, that's kind of, like, how I got into it. Um, it. The name was a joke that got taken too far, and now we're stuck with and it. Now, and now we can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. We love it. No, the, I, I, I'm going to tell you right really now, that name is a lot better than what my buddy's band name was. Say it on me. Semen Tastes Bad. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Dude, it's just, I, so straight, so straight up. Not if you after, eat pineapple. After a show, a friend, yeah, a friend of ours, her boyfriend came up to us and was like, "What does your band name mean? Is it like giving a voice to the voiceless?" And Molly's like, "No, it literally means give a pigeon an AK-47." <laughs> <laughs> that's like, like, 
Like, yeah, that's, look like Soviet that's, guards. that's what I used to do in all the classes that I didn't pay attention in is I would doodle and there is one day where I doodled like a pigeon but his legs were like just shredded <laughs> arms and he's got guns in each arm and I was like, dude, what if we did this? And I remember that. That was our fucking yeah. uh, second semester English class. Yeah, I remember yeah. that shit. And I would just sit in the back and, and doodle. Well, it was fun. But because our name is so absurd, um, have you ever seen that show Parks and Recreation? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you know um, uh, fucking Andy, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, his band Rat Mouse and how they had all those different names and every time there would be like a new name, he'd go, oh, new band name, I call it. I do that shit constantly. Like somebody will all say anything. Yeah. Be like, uh, baby diaper foot. And I'll go, oh, new band name, I fucking call it. Because <laughs> our name's already absurd. So like, I don't think it would be that weird if we just changed it to something yeah. else randomly. The funny thing about our name is it's like really memey and like we've had we do some like meme stuff or like I guess we're a funny bunch on our social media. Our, but our music songs, is serious. <laughs> yeah, our songs are like not something you would think a band that is named Arm the People. I mean, play. we have we write a lot of songs about killing yourself. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a song about Austin, the guitarist who killed himself in letters. We have that. We have uh, the forest, which is literally. I, can I tell the story of how the forest came about? Sure. So I was really fucking sad one night. I lived in it. So preface this. I am married. I've been married for almost two years now. But Congrats. We have, thank you so much. Uh, my, my wife and I had to live in dorms and live separate because her school had a freshman live-on requirement. And I couldn't afford to live in, in Denver on my own. So I lived in a dorm. I was really sad one night and I just wrote this really melancholy melody. And then all of a sudden, Molly came over. Well, I had an entire notebook full of lyrics about just wanting to kill myself. So, so I was like, hey, literally any one of these 300 pages would work for this straight song. Straight up. And, we, and we, sat, we, she sat down with me, and this is before we even laid vocals on it. She sat down with me for a whole night. We wrote the whole song. And then we didn't do anything with it for a month. And then end of year show came for our school. It was like, oh, fuck, we need another song. So her and I ditched English class, went back to my dorm and wrote the forest lyrics like in one night because we were like, we need a song. So here we Dude, go. Light switch, dick jump, new band name, I call it. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I wrote drums for the forest. <laughs> Actually, in all seriousness, that's probably one of my, that's my favorite song that we have drum-wise. Like, I don't play anything difficult. Afterthought is my number one favorite, but The Forest is number two. Yeah. Forest is my all-time favorite. Forest is I love The Forest. I like, I like the new one that we just wrote. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about all these songs that no one's Yeah, no one's taking for like a year (laughs) because... Student time's oh. expensive. Yeah. Unless anyone out there wants to fund our recording, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll touch you very gently. <laughs> How do I send money through this? <laughs> I'll make an OnlyFans. Got an my fans. <laughs> Snakebite Foreskin, new band name, I call it. That's oh actually God. a good one. I like that one. Snakebite Foreskin. <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything <laughs> we were talking about. Right, so now we just got to make that a song. We have to... In- Snakebite Foreskin. Yeah. What do you think? Is that a good name? Hmm. 
<laughs> yeah. That says it all. That's appropriate that's, that's all you got to say. <laughs> it even tastes bad. I'm never going to get that out of my head. That's fucking genius. <laughs> so how, how soon do you think you guys are going to start recording again? Uh, let's say finances wasn't an issue. So our plan um, is to record it last month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll wait for the release tomorrow. But because we want to release it at the very end of October, it either needs to be like it delayed September or very early October that we yeah. need to be kind of have the masters walking out of the studio. Because again, Tommy, he works quick. Tommy's like, insanely the, fast. The turnover we had on Afterthought. It's I mean, like. We, I think so. And we sent, e went we sent in, like a list, like a, yeah. a laundry list of like things we want to change to, and yeah. even then, and it was it was crazy too because, uh, I mean, like E went in and recorded drums in a day, and like that's pretty insane for for drum mixing, and it, and then we went in, did guitars, bass, and vocals all in the same day. And it was all pretty much knocked out, but you went back for screams for a little bit, right? Yeah, I went back to and for screams. I ended up finishing the screams in about 30 minutes. Yeah, um, and, and it, it was super fast. We got rough mixes, like, I don't know, like two days after. Yeah, two days after. We, sent, we sent in our, um, like, ideas and what we wanted changed, what we wanted tweaked. They immediately sent us back two different masters that were just, like, they were both incredible sounding. And, like, we were, like, yeah, all right. And then we had, like, one little tweak on the one that we we chose, and it was right back in our laps. And then we were able to release that. A week later. Like, a week later. Yeah. And that was only because we were trying to figure out, like, Distro Kid figuring that out. And, but, and announcing that Michael and, had and, joined the band. Yeah, and then announcing, because at the time of the release of Afterthought, uh, that was when our previous bassist had left. We had played a few shows with... Uh, automated um bass tracks in the backing tracks um and then michael reached out or or devon reached out, michael to, michael, reached out or, to molly actually. yeah michael reached yeah. out to molly well the thing is is like when michael first michael joined um the, the music school that we were at like a year after we had all been there and uh michael and i were pretty fast friends i mean wouldn't you say yeah and um like I, Michael would just give me rides every now and then, and I would like sit. I, like I knew he liked Drum the Pigeons, so like I would just like sit in his car and be like, "What do you think about this? Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think we're on the right track?" Like I would just like pick his brain, and I knew he liked our shit, and so like I would say, I would like I just had a feeling that our bassist wasn't gonna be around. I think we all did, but yeah, I was like, you know, hey, when the opportunity presents itself, how do you feel about joining Arm the Pigeons? And uh, Michael was pretty gung ho. Yeah. Um, and so then even even before our bassist, our previous bassist was out, um, we kind of knew that the time was coming that she was leaving. So I, I was just kind of like in Michael's ear a little bit about like, hey, 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 you know, I think this opportunity is yeah. coming around. So and Mike is a fucking accomplished guitarist, incredible <laughs> musician, man. Like it, he is better at guitar than, than both of us. Both of us, combined. And like, we joke around. We joke around about how it's like, why did we put the the prodigy guitarist on bass? And like, 
when I was going to school as a bass major. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we were super lucky to have him on to fill that position. Well, honestly, Especially I where had, his passions lied on guitar. I had a man you can't, crush. Michael, you can't um, leave us, okay? <laughs> yeah, you can't I had, I had the biggest man crush on Arm the Pigeons. Uh, I was I was trying to go to, you know, every time they would play, every time they would rehearse, uh, if I couldn't actually come in and, and listen to them, I would listen through the door or I would watch them. And, and we were good friends, so I was just, all you know, all together. I was just crazy about them. So, you know, that's it's yeah. an awesome opportunity uh-huh. for me. Michael it's, loves us. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny was like let's put him through the fucking ringer like let's make him audition yeah. like we were like fucking oh, can like, i can i say okay everybody every single one of you approached me individually and said so they told me basically all right learn these a couple of songs and i had to write a bass line and they're going to audition me on the stage alone um some of them with the tracks some of them with without the tracks and uh, and they were like, all right, so we're putting you through the ringer. You have to do this audition. And each of them approached me individually and said, hey, buddy, you know, in my eyes, you're already a part of the band. And if it wasn't, if it was up to me, you'd be in the band. And everyone told me, so I was like, who is it up to? You? <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> No, only one. I was the only one there. That was that was a tough time because we had all planned on being there. I think I don't remember. Why didn't you go? Okay, I was in the mental hospital. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just need. That's no excuse. Molly, why didn't you show up to Michael's audition? Josh, I tried to kill myself. Well, okay. oh, oh, Molly, right, right. Molly, I was just asking, okay? You don't need to be mean about it, okay? But, like, your, your, Molly, your grandma died. my grandma had, like, died the, literally the morning you of. audition, Josh? Like, my, my, yeah, my grandma, like, I, at the time, I had two grandmas. Uh, oh, God. Oh, oh no. <laughs> then, and, and. The one that died at that time, she was in good health and just all of a sudden died. Uh, and so that, like, I was like, okay, I got to take a lot of time off to process this. So, so I'm not going to be at the thing. I don't know why he didn't He go. slept in. Devon, <laughs> or I think I texted, I tried to say, fuck it, he's in. Like, just let him in. And I didn't say, like, let's not audition him, which I guess I should have. Because I just, like, went back to sleep. I was working an overnight security job at the time. So I was, like, like Michael's audition was, was set up for, like, pretty much 2 a.m. my time. So I was, like, okay, like, we're all pretty much in agreement that Michael's going to be in. Let's just yeah. let in. And then <laughs> Devon was, like, no, like, we're still auditioning him, right? And I got a call, like, after he got auditioned. And <laughs> and I was, like, I just slept through the whole thing. <laughs> it, was so, it was so funny because, like, after, like, like, a week and a half of telling Michael, like, like, you, this is this is the big time. This is big shit, buddy. You gotta prepare. Like none of us fucking showed up yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two, two of us had legit reasons. <laughs> I'll say two of us had legit reasons. But, I mean, no, one of, one of you has the best reason. You needed sleep. The reason that we wouldn't, we decided to put him through the ringer is like. You hear those jokes about like you know the bassist never knows what the fuck is going on and the bassist never shows up, but like 
legitimately our bassist never knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we were like, let's Oh, yeah, God. oh man, that would suck. You guys are such assholes. I don't even want to be associated. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but um, so we were like, let's make sure that Michael is not that, even though we already knew that he wasn't that. So yeah. I don't know why we ended up needing to go through all that, but you know, because it's funny. Yeah. What was that? Oh, because it's funny. It's so funny with our band because it's like we we take ourselves pretty seriously, I would say. But then at the same time, it's like we take ourselves on, seriously on paper. And then when it comes to execution, we're like, hey, so, so <laughs> we're going to do this now, I guess. <laughs> Something hey, happened. On a podcast. That's like we, That's, we started yeah. a TikTok account and that got us on a podcast. I, think, I, think I cannot. Just, yeah. TikTok got us Cheers. On a podcast. Cheers. I'll drink to that, bro. <laughs> Yeah. We only got like five views on that video too, so I cannot believe. That I was one of those. <laughs> the stars aligned, dude. Seriously, thank you so much. Yeah, for we. Yeah. Oh, oh, no fucking problem. Thank you for the music. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we're not too much of a drag. Hopefully, we're we're good company to keep. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if if it were possible, I'd be hanging out with you guys right now. But. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. To that too, dude. You've cut me off already. If we're, <laughs> if we're ever in LA or if you're ever in Colorado, we'll, let's let's link up. That sounds like a oh, great for time. sure. How 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 are you guys with drinking? Like, can't okay. um, so, underage. So, oh, we can tell uh, some stories. As long as so, you're above so, nine years old, you're good. Uh, so, exactly. so one time, Circle one back. time, um, I had a bunch of people over. And Michael had a lot of drinks and decided I should. I should. Michael decided that he should take off all of his clothes. I remember that yeah. was not all of it. <laughs> I oh still my had my underwear. Yeah, yeah but I could he see had a face. sock on. I wasn't even. I never. No, saw you laughed. You laughed. What the? And that was before Mike joined the band yeah. too. So he was just chilling and he was like, "I'm hot." together and i guess saw michael almost naked and i missed it and that same night i threw up all over josh and yeah yeah dude <laughs> and she kept saying she take my money <laughs> oh and she also my, my wife's name is she goes by mickey and she just always just drunk laying in the shower Mickey, Mickey, but, Mickey, well, yeah, can't so, you see? So, you, know that song, you know that song by Biggie Smalls, obviously. Biggie, 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 can't you see? So Mickey was trying to take care of me because I was passed out drunk in the shower because I kept throwing up. So she's trying to, like, feed me pizza and, like, get my head out of a trash can. And so I just kept singing at her, Mickey, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. My, Mickey's right here and she's laughing so hard. <laughs> Recall the situation. Oh, Molly was just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turned the shower on. She was drunk, laying in the shower, and turned the water on. I remember that. That was really pleasant. I like that. It was well, so funny. God. That party was like legendary. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Oh, and then another time we had Josh's birthday at, at my <laughs> <Yes>. apartment <laughs> up in Buffalo, <laughs> Colorado, and he. <laughs> So everyone's everyone's pretty pretty into it. Everyone's got some drinks into them, and um, the, the night was dying down at this point. Yeah, we, were, we were all laying we down. We were all laying down watching a movie. We were watching uh, 
Robin Hood movie, Men in Tights. Yeah, we were watching, watching Robin Hood, Men in Tights. And we were, and he was like, I'm going to try and walk on the ceiling and kicked a fucking Corona on my TV. <laughs> my, in my defense, and walking on the ceiling would be dope. I stand by that. <laughs> I wasn't the one that left the Okay. I don't well, here's so long the story short, we're not great with drinking. Well, here's obviously. the here's the thing too that was so funny about E knocking over the beer onto Devon's television. Not his. It's it's not E's house. So he's like, he knocks it over. He goes, "Oh, party foul!" And then he lays back down and <laughs> starts trying to walk on the ceiling again. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And Devon all stressed out. He's like, "They're destroying my home." <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, and I and when I was living up there, I thrived on video games. Right. Like I live, I lived an hour away from everyone else, so I was like, I were outside of the city, in like bumfuck nowhere, Colorado, so yeah. gross. So, Nothing was broken, but I probably could have done like a good eight hundred dollars worth of damage. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. we didn't have to like restrain E Dude. because he was like he was so committed to trying to walk on the ceiling. So they like, he just kept doing it all game. night. They were. And this is before Michael was in the band, and, it, and our bassist at the time totally, completely fucking bailed on us. She was supposed to come up, and then it was like, "Oh, I guess they're yeah. not coming." And they're I was not. like, "I was like, all right, on my birthday, whatever, like, <laughs> fucking." But, we, but, but it was, was so out. funny. Everyone was passed out in my living room. I went to my bedroom to go to bed with my wife, and I was I was expecting to wake up and see my living room completely obliterated. Yeah. One time, well, because you sleep in, and I like even no matter how much I drink, I seem to wake up at the same time every single day. And so I got up and I started cleaning. Oh, I, I do like, remember that. I was actually. cleaning shit, and I like Molly and E both woke up. They were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was I like, up, "I'm cleaning up. What are you doing, idiot?" Over ever, I have never been more Dude, hungover than that. You were so. Well, and I was so let Josh drive my car like back, um, like south where back in Denver. Living. Yeah. And Molly and Josh were just blasting music. Yeah. And I drank my shit up to 40, and I just wanted to die. You're just like, stop it. Yeah. So I'm going to try to tell a story without Josh interrupting. But so we're up at Devon's. We're pretty drunk. And Devon has so that reminds me of this time. Shut up. Yes. Devon has his and one of them pissed on the ground where Josh was crashing. Fuck you, don't even, <laughs> and, don't so, even start. So I went, is that dog piss on the ground? And Devon went over to investigate it and went, yes, that is piss. So Josh sniffs it and went, No, yeah, that's, that's not what I did. did. No, Molly, don't you're don't switching this story up, motherfucker. So Josh smells the piss, goes, yeah, that's I didn't piss. smell the piss. So, and lays back down in it and goes to bed. And then in the morning when I was calling him piss face, he's all upset like he didn't sleep with piss. Okay, here's, okay, no, Molly. You just switched me and Devon around so that you could have a narrative. Let's tell an embarrassing story about Molly. No, yes. uh, there's no embarrassing story. There are embarrassing stories. No, 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 he no, shit no. his pants at a 7 Eleven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. I will tell that story. <laughs> Just I've said it many times. And I so, so with, with, with the Molly one, we were playing a show at a venue called Seventh Circle in Denver. <laughs> and we had this song at the time called Mother Teresa. <laughs> 
we don't play that anymore because it, it doesn't really fit with our sound anymore. But there's a part where everything drops out and everything starts to build back again. So it's drums, then bass, and then guitar one, and then guitar two. Everything drops in, it drops out, breakdown happens. So Ollie, when it came time for the bass, looks at... Yes. Oh, I dropped her name. She <laughs> <laughs> just doxed her. Whatever you looks at, looks at faces. Looks, okay, could you, male or female? Yeah, basis. could you? We already established that she's female. Could you edit the, the name out, please? <laughs> um, well, she listens to it. She's going to know it's her. It's yeah, not like we've had a it, bunch it of things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, okay. Molly looked at our bassist and goes, All right, bass. <laughs> All right, bass. And, and it, it, like, wasn't. At cringy at the time, oh, but, but then we oh, watched man, the videos yeah. back over, and it was just fucking unfathomably horribly cringy well, and just just the worst. There was also this other show that we played at Trailside Saloon, which was the one we were supposed to go back to before COVID hit, and we were playing, and that was the time that we were releasing Afterthought, and oh we had a plan to like announce that we were releasing Afterthought. So before we played. <laughs> The song called See You Next Tuesday. Molly goes, All right, we're going to release a song called Afterthought. <laughs> just the even, wrong song. Dude, it was just entirely that. wrong. We, we, at the end of See You Next Tuesday, when we played live, we take the last breakdown and we play it even slower and heavier. Right in and closer. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Right before the last breakdown of Afterthought hit, or after, uh, See You Next Tuesday hit, Molly was like, This is a brand new song that we're releasing. We just hear eat. The whole story is that I'm a really bad front man. That's, <laughs> the, whole, that's the whole story. Well, well, I also, I also, <laughs> in that same breakdown, we have video of it. Um, like, smell. I almost, ate, I almost ate shit off of this little stage. Like, I went down to like <laughs> crab core this breakdown, and I like stumbled a little bit, and it looked so stupid because like the camera was on my side of the stage. And I was in this like huge like pink hoodie, yeah. And like, <laughs> and so it was, yeah. And so I looked like I was like center stage, and I was the only thing anybody could see. And you so I like, just you stumbled. Like you dropped Molly or something before the show, and then we're just too fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but so we we wanted we decided that we wanted to like up our stage game so we wanted to have ego risers and he is pretty good at building stuff so he was like okay like I'll, I'll build these boxes that light up there's like plexiglass on the top and so when you stand on them they'll light up you know um and the plexiglass will be strong enough that when you stand on them it'll be no big deal like you know it'll just it'll just make the show look cheese so i'm like Tavon's on the floor right now by the way laughing. So I'm, I'm like bet i can't fucking wait to try this out so we so in our rehearsal space we cut off all the lights we're rehearsing it's like it's really awesome add, before we started that rehearsal i said i've put my full weight on these box i haven't tried jumping on them 
I don't know if they'll hold <laughs> So Devon's like killing it on one of the ego risers and I go I've been using the other one, it's it's all good. And I start fucking jumping on it and my entire foot just goes through. I don't remember down, those like, lyrics. The force of me falling like broke the necklaces I was wearing off my neck and <laughs> He freaked the fuck out because the way my foot went through, it looked like my leg just was obliterated. Yeah, it was so it was, it was so funny because I think I think I was up on the other ego riser yeah, and I didn't realize what happened. Like, yeah, we were playing that playing Mother Teresa, which was the song that we were talking about earlier that we don't play anymore. But she was like starting to sing it, and I was up on it, and I just hear like. Oh, <laughs> and I hear a big boom, and I look. <laughs> and Molly's laying on the floor with an ego riser around her leg, and she's like, "Oh!" I could, I could tell that everybody was pissed off at me for a second. Like, what? What the fuck? Did you forget the lyrics, idiot? And then it was yeah. like, "Oh no, she ate shit." No, <laughs> I looked back, and everybody else's reaction was of concern, and I looked back, and I immediately started laughing. I was like, "Ha!" <laughs> It was so funny because we were like, never tried it. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's such a story. She did take it like a champ. You you got right back up. And did we did we finish that round of the song or did we stop? No, no we it stopped. It was really awkward because when you play in a band and like you have to stop, it's never like everyone cuts off. It's like really weird, <laughs> like layered. Yeah. Especially because and we use backing tracks yeah, too. Yeah. Especially because E had backing track. He had like uh, the click track yeah, in his ear. Yeah. So, so he drums had no just kept going. going. <laughs> no, I, I think I stopped the click. I, I was watching. I watched her fall. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Um, do you have anything embarrassing about Michael? I mean. I mean, he, he got naked all saw me all at someone naked. else's house. He didn't I mean, talk about oh, yeah. Can we mention? Can we mention that? Okay, so for that party, Molly is like, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm like at my friend's house, and and you know, whatever. We have the house to ourselves. So we're like, fuck yeah. And then we get over there, whatever. I'm 18 fucking years old, and Not she's like, I was 17. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And so she's like, she's like, oh but yeah. Of course, by the way. Sober as hell. Yeah, yeah of sober. course, of course. Yeah. He definitely no, did not. Definitely, drink. definitely, definitely no miners ever smoke. consumed alcohol in the stand. She yeah. mentions after, like halfway into the party, she's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, uh, my friends, you know, her parents that own this house, yeah, they're cops." <laughs> and we're like, "What the fuck?" No, I went. Oh my I God. went. So. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, I threw this house party and I was like, it wasn't my house, and I was like, it's cool that we're here, like it's no big deal, nobody worry. And then halfway through, I went. Yeah, so the dude who owns this house does not know we're throwing this party, and he's also a sergeant um, for the Denver police, and uh, was, just casually dropped that. I was like, I also don't know if they have cameras anywhere, so we might be arrested. Well, and there's also something <laughs> funny about that, because we were all, like, totally smashed, except for the people that were underage, we definitely right. weren't smashed or yeah. anything. Definitely, definitely um, no minors have ever been Yeah, definitely it's no a minors sheriff. have That's ever his been frustrated that they listened to the pod yeah. by Tool seven <laughs> times in a row. But, so, Josh, um, Josh, Josh. I remember we were just like we were laying around, and then Molly is like pushing into the couch, and she. Oh! I pull out. I pull. So this this isn't my house. These aren't my parents. It's a friend's parents' Whoa. house. Why? They needed on the more couch, room than just a bedroom. And I reach my hand into the cushions, and I pull out this huge purple like riding crop for like you know <laughs> fun in the bedroom, and what? I was like. What in the fuck? And so the implication Yeah <laughs> the implication was that her parents 
who have like a, a daughter my age who's 21 and then two daughters who are like 11 and 13 were not only having weird kinky sex, but not even in their bedroom, downstairs in their living room and just left their sex. You they left yes. in the couch for their children to find. <laughs> 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 they're like, we're, there's kids there's leave. In their house. I don't know if I should say what I was going to say or not. Well, <laughs> we'll say and then it. I got, well, but that's so really cool. Yeah, like, I understand a lot of it. After I had like theft and I wasn't staying at that house anymore. My friend texts me and she no, says, I'm get, hey, my I'm parents get were wondering if you like, the found stuff. anything in the couch or moved anything. Oh, and I was like, God. no, what are you talking about? And she's like, I don't know. They won't tell me, but they were just wondering. And I was like, no, oh we didn't find God. anything. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, tell you the truth, I don't really edit unless it was a party the band asked me to edit a certain yeah, but part. But definitely out. no party happened here at all. So, so except for that one little edit that I'm going to do. Is this even coherent? Are everything's even, going like, in. Is this even coherent, this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he just cuts out everything except when we talk about music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No plugging on this podcast. <laughs> We've been recording for like an hour and a half. We have three minutes of content. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is good. This is, uh, this is it good is like, or has, is this terrible? This is the best timeline. <laughs> has E has E told his his story yet? Seven Eleven. Yeah, the Seven Eleven story. I want to come center stage for this. Yeah, one. Break, break <laughs> this is video. this is my soliloquy. <laughs> so, um, I had a rehearsal for this other. Like, it wasn't even really a band. It was like uh, one dude who will remain nameless um, wanted to do like old style country like country shuffle for the end of the year show um and it was me this really dope bassist that goes there he will also remain nameless but he's bald so if he's listening to this he knows who he is he's dope and it was me and this guy that didn't go to school we we're just playing country shuffle and on the way there i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna grab taco bell we were going to yes. rocket space <laughs> uh, it's like a like rehearsal space in denver and I don't really go to Denver. I don't know my way around Denver. I didn't know where it was, but I grabbed Taco Bell on the way there and I eat the Taco Bell and then my phone dies. And so I'm in like the middle of Denver when my phone dies. I think I'm pretty close to where I need to be, but I don't know where it is. So I like navigate through Denver to try to find our school because I know at the school there's a 7-Eleven down the street. And I got to the 7-Eleven to buy a phone charger. I bring it up to the counter and ever trust a fart that you shouldn't because <laughs> i did and it was, it was like i was checking out and the, the guy he, <laughs> he must have saw my face change because i like checked out i was like well, where are you guys' bathrooms and he sighed he like vocally <laughs> sighed and he was like we're in the back and so i go to the back and i like clean up right <laughs> and there wasn't any toilet paper so my underpants were sacrificed and then i go to wash my hands i'm trying not to get too gross with this but 
let's just say it was very important to me that I washed my hands <laughs> and like the water ran, but there was absolutely no soap. And I was like, shit, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and then I, there, there was no soap. And so I reached to just dry my hands with the towels, no fucking paper towels, I had wet hands. And um, there was a hand dryer and I hit the button on the hand dryer. It didn't work. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I was in problem solving mode. So I was like, I can't go to a rehearsal um, in my current state. And <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I was like, okay, these are, <laughs> these are one person bathrooms. There's a one person men's bathroom and a one person ladies bathroom. So I go over to the ladies bathroom and I knock on the door like pretty hard. And there's nothing. And I like turn the handle. No sound. It turned. It wasn't locked. And I opened the door. There's just a woman just <laughs> taking up a, a fat shit, and she yelled at me louder than I have ever heard anyone yell. She and just then goes, ah! I ran out uh, of the 7 Eleven faster than I've ever run out anywhere else, and then I still had to like sit in the parking lot while my phone charged up enough to turn on. Got to the practice space like an hour late. I was there till 3 a.m. playing literally all the guy wanted was just a straight. Uh, shuffle beat the entire for all three songs we were doing <laughs> nothing else and then just like just like a kind of cut off at the end so i was just playing that for like three hours straight and, and then not only is that bad but at the end of it the drumsticks are covered in feces so. <laughs> I, I had hand sanitizer in my car and there was a bathroom at the that's how space. business that is point, done i was clean um <laughs> but had us rehearse like two other times and i was like man how clean does he want to get but he was trying to uh impress that um dude that hates our music that's that guy the ceo of doing denver that loved the beatles and (laughs) he after we played the show dude comes up to me so excited and he was like just talked to so-and-so redacted at the urinal he wants to talk business and was just so excited about it i was like why at the urinal? Why, why was that the spike? Yeah. That's the infamous set. Yeah. The entire internet knows my shame. Is there anyone who has any Because everyone's been. Everyone is. I think we've been over the embarrassing stories yeah. at this point. Probably. Okay. I, there's the time we were in at Devon's place. We were playing a drinking game. Oh, God. Uh, for this show. And every time the main character like cries because he's kind of a crybaby we take a drink and uh i remember i was not pacing myself the drinks i was taking were quite large um and i started just taking drinks right out of the handle of this whiskey and i got so drunk my spine started like stopped working hypothetically you a minor were taking drinks hypothetically hypothetically it was just water but you can get too hydrated which yeah. gives you a sense of <laughs> but <laughs> i was i was so definitely not drunk uh that who were you arguing with and i was like oh man i can't walk (laughs) and so i like got up and i stumbled you're preventing yourself from sitting down and i remember i almost (laughs) stepped on molly's head because she was (laughs) laying down because she was starting to get kind of smashed but i was i was kind of far ahead of everybody and i i got to the toilet and like i unzipped my pants and i was like I, I just got to pee. And then I was like, this is more than pee. I got to sit down. I got to sit down right now. Please, I got to sit down. I kind of sobered up for like five seconds as I sat down. As you just so that, yeah, I was, it was an adrenaline rush because I was like, I'm 
I was, You're arguing with I was yeah, arguing with myself because I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then I finally, I finally sat down and I had just like the fucking worst shit I've ever had in my life. And like, it smelled so bad and I Didn't felt I, so bad. That I, was I was pretty destroyed. unconscious and I woke up to make a comment about how rank your shit was. Yeah. When I went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you were gone. You were out bad. and you're like, oh my God, what's that smell? And I came back and I was like, I don't know if that's all out, but I'm going to sit down and drink some more. <laughs> Anyone have any embarrassing demo stories? Jeez. I don't think know. we have any dirt on Devon. I guess Devon's kind of a lightweight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Not anymore. Well, not anymore, but... Okay, but like, homie, to be honest, you have like five <laughs> mics, and then you're like, I'm out. And I'm like, yeah. well... Five mics is the equivalent of three shots, motherfucker. Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, 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 almost, I almost said a word that wasn't yeah, there was this one time where I, Devon, he started acting pretty drunk, and we were like, how much did you have? He was like, I had, like, a mics and a half. And I was just like, oh. Uh, yeah. I love these stories, man. That was actually drinking game, because, like, when you were taking drinks, Makes me feel like you I were was taking, there. like, drops. Yeah. Like, by the time I had finished two mics, you were only halfway done with your first. And I was like, I gotta move on to the hard shit. But, yeah, that was... Because I guess Devon doesn't really do anything very embarrassing. Or he won't admit it. He won't admit it, or he won't tell us about it. Because theoretically, no one in this room, or I guess on the internet now, needed to know about the 7-Eleven <laughs> story. I don't know what possessed to tell everyone, but here we are. Story. Um, embarrassing. That's what I yeah <laughs> well and he weaves such a great story i, I don't so I, I don't think it's a 7-eleven like, though he tells the I think story about him like shitting himself you in a 7-eleven you're like oh man i might have shit myself in a 7-eleven at that exact same time it's just like you feel like so immersed in the story the weird thing about that <laughs> no you don't you don't get immune to that like, you don't get immune to I that i may be the only one okay it's very unlikely. <laughs> I have diarrhea at that 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I may have been, but probably not been the only person to ever, like, shit their pants there. But I've multiple people have told me that, like, they've had indigestion at that 7-Eleven. Indigestion. <laughs> so this is what it takes to be good at music. It's got to happen. And a okay, lot of I did used to well, falling. Okay, I may or may not have used to work at Taco Bell, so I'm I'm fairly immune to that. Like, <laughs> if you eat enough Taco Bell, it's, it's the beef. If you stay away from the beef, you're pretty golden. Cool, <laughs> that beef is. I, it's well, just where is where is the beef? It's shooting out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, you gotta, of, lots, you of, need, lots of booze, drinks. lots of Taco Bell. Lots of, lots of, lots of fucking around to be getting music. Definitely written. not underage drinking. Definitely, Definitely not. not. Definitely not. Yeah, like no. when Devon, at one point, Devon was the only of age person, and all of our parties would be, we would just go over and just watch Devon be drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'd get hammered. He'd just, he'd just <laughs> chug and He would take a sip of he'd that Mike's heart. <laughs> 
let it be known I'm not that much of a lightweight. Yes, he is. No, not the that fuck much. I'm not. He's he's less now, but it's it's in relative terms. I mean, and I will I will uh, full on admit this. I am a lightweight as well. Josh has thrown up after two fucking. I, okay, no, I haven't even <laughs> thrown up. <laughs> I've never thrown up from alcohol. I will say that. You, you had like two mics and you threw up in the bar. I never threw And my up. dad was like, hey, how you doing? No. And you're like, I'm Okay, so I was drinking claws. I had two claws. Hypothetically. Oh, this was real. I <laughs> but, uh, uh, I've never thrown up from alcohol. I've been pretty close. Um, but I've never thrown up, but I, I do get tipsy very, very fast. Yeah. Like, it, it takes me a while to get, like, smashed. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> but I do get We're tipsy pretty fast, and I'll admit that. <laughs> like, I'll have, like, two white claws, and I'll, I'll be feeling pretty good, but I'm not, I'm not gone yet. Because he knows what you've gone through, so... He, on the other hand... You might have some a kind monster. of... He can Empathy. drink. He, he can Maybe. Drink a lot, but then he cries. At surprise party, and the only thing I remember is just hardcore, like ugly crying in front of Molly about my dad. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was laying right here with. Oh no, no, no! This we when just, you guys stepped outside. We were just sitting here, and he goes, "Can we go outside?" And I went, "Yeah." And he just starts crying, and I was like, "Okay, bud." I'm the least emotionally available out of everybody in the band. I don't know why you picked me, but uh, I'll be here for you. True. Honestly, we—that's probably fair. Like everyone within this band, and get get to a more serious point. The reason we write the songs that we do is because, as individuals, we've been through a lot of shit, and it's it's honestly become therapy for us like we've we've kind of found this group of people who have all been through really horrible shit and we became best friends in the midst of it we kind of rely on each other in a way like when something goes wrong we always turn to at least someone like we always Mm. offer up our homes we always just listen you know, and, and yeah. you guys are my best friends. Yeah, straight up. Sure. You guys are my best friends. And it's, You're going to make me fucking cry. I've, I've bailed Molly out of situations <laughs> at times like okay. midnight type situations. Yeah. Okay. She's done that for me, too. Yeah. And Molly, yes. we're just really close. Straight up. Because like, for everyone in this band, it's been like fucking one, two, three in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> I need you to come get me or I need you to, to I, I need to talk. And it's like, okay, yeah. what's up? And that's what, honestly, in my eyes, that's kind of what being a band is, is because you, you are a band, you are a business, but at hmm. the end of the day, you kind of become a family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just happy. Well, you're, you're part of it now. Yeah, so you're, you're, part you're, of the, you are now in the circle, so you're, honorary I'm good so with you're, it. You're an honorary <laughs> pigeon. You, you, you know, everyone's been a pigeon their whole lives, but you, my man, just got your arms. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been armed, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and that's that's a thing too. Is we we had this joke because baby pigeons are called squabs, so we all just call each other the squabs. Now, now you're one of those. Yeah, you're, you're a squab, you're a squab now, man. <laughs> I hate to inform you that squabs are very ugly birds. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so endearing, it's like endearing. It's like, 
It's Hell like calling yeah. your kids. Like my mom used to call me Chitlin, where I'm like, you know, that's like big intestine served in the South, right? She's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. My mother used to call me Peepsy and my brother Poopsy. So hey, we'd be like playing in the cold. I play the marbles. And she'd like yell out and she'd be like, Peepsy, Poopsy, come in. And we'd be like, fuck. Nobody's ever going to ride bikes with us, goddamn. Oh, fuck. They're not going to trade Yu Gi Oh cards with mom. us. They're not gonna trade Yu-Gi-Oh cards with us. Oh, that is cool. I remember those. Nobody's gonna play Beyblade with us. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking let it rip, dude. Do you guys ever play Marvels? The Canadian Canadian goes, Have you ever played Marvels? (laughs) I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid as well. (laughs) I used I knew someone that worked in uh, the printing company for (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. And they right, actually so gave Michael me a shit ton of uh, starter packs. <laughs> I uh, never played limited those. edition boxes. I used to They're have like, marbles, hey, and kid, inside right? each of the marbles was a different Pokemon. So, yeah, I, I kept those. Oh my god! <laughs> and they were so dope. I didn't know what to do with them because they were just marbles, and I had I didn't know what playing marbles was because I was a Yu Gi Oh kid. Freaking love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, it's just the art on the cards and like dude, the anime so aesthetic. Gnarly. So good. So good. That's awesome. Never got into magic because it was too complicated. My good My friends were like, that's witchcraft. Oh god, yeah. I I I I'm sure a lot of our parents were like I mean, my wife's parents wouldn't let her watch Wizards of Waverly Place because it involved oh witchcraft. Yeah, I'm over here like, dude, it's Selena Gomez trying to act. What's happening? <laughs> Fill out. Yeah, it, uh, thank God tries, it's not her trying to now sing. Now she tries to make music, which is equally a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Hot take hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Hot you... take hour, metal band doesn't like pop. Straight up. <laughs> I actually don't hate pop, though. Just don't like, like Selena Gomez. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I smell like skunky Gomez, stuff over yeah, here all the time. Ari, love okay, all you, can't cancel. you can't fuck with Selena <laughs> and not be shit. <laughs> <laughs> this has been all the weird. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck with Selena. Yeah. Not not federally, yeah, remember that meme from, like, <laughs> but no one cares over here. <laughs> Someone is smoking. Oh yeah, smoking. smell it. What's that? The skunk. I don't know. We Wacky live in Colorado. Tobacco. You can't ever tell. Well, I mean, Carmen got sprayed by a skunk. One one of my dogs got sprayed by a skunk like a yeah. couple months ago. So anytime I smell something remotely yeah. stinky, I'm like, oh, what is that? That's a yeah. skunk. That's for sure. <laughs> no, 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 that's, weed, is that's weed legal sure in Cali? Yeah, you know he smells it too, so it's got to be a skunk. It is legal in Cali? Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Right. No, it can't, it can't well, be because it's, like it's federal. It's not like federal. Legal it's it's okay. so weird that, like, weed isn't, like, legal. Like, it's an illegal thing when alcohol is. I mean, it's legal here. We don't deal with that shit, so... Well, I know, but it's, like, federally. It's not like... Huh? Yeah. 
Well, I just think it's weird because it's like alcohol is clearly more dangerous. It's like way worse. It's like, huh. like scientifically, <laughs> like they've proven that, but then they're still like, oh, the devil's lettuce. It's like, it's I'll fucking take our- no. Do you say <laughs> fucking Reagan? <laughs> I feel old as shit. My you guys said like from 18 to Oh my god! <laughs> you want to tell that story? I'm 28. It's, it's, a visual really story. A it's a visual story. You can't tell it over a podcast. It's just going to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until you post it on the TikTok. All the internet needs to know is that John F. Kennedy got me suspended in second yeah. or fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's very old. <laughs> she actually went to school. <laughs> she went to school with the man. I keep forgetting my friends' ages, so I, I I'm just like surprised all the time. Old are you? You're 28. Hell yeah. That's but gold. But you're still a 90s baby, though, right? Nah, it gets me mad because yeah, I have friends that are like, yeah, so we're, we're chilling. A couple years older Mike, than me, but Michael and I'm Josh the one that looks older. Yeah, I, I, rem- I right remember the 90s. Those were the days I was shitting my pants and yeah. uh, Dude, sleeping. I found out, like, it just hit me the other day that Michael is a month younger than my little sibling. That, like, slapped me in the fucking face. And I was like, what? Which is the same age as my baby brother. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, at a certain point, you just stop caring. You're like, "How old are you?" Yeah, whatever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't that isn't that like the pedophile's <laughs> mantra? How old are you? What? Ah, I don't care. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> God damn it, E. Oh. Hey, for me, that's still 18. So. <laughs> we're, we're on the open. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that dude. devolved so quickly. <laughs> yeah, that that devolved. Pedophiles are a hot topic. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. Hey, don't the only thing I can say about how topic is I stole clothes from there. <laughs> I shop there. <laughs> I mean, we've all shopped there at one point. Yeah. I, no, I, mean, I haven't. I, Look at I, your I shirt. went in. I fucking went I there. Went, yeah, yeah. Neither. I went into Hot Topic for the first time the other day. You Yeah, and I ran out. <laughs> Why? Because it's a fucking garbage shop. No, it's not. Shut up. It's fucking Michael. awesome. Dude, okay. you're in a band. <laughs> you are in a band with a guy who has My Chemical Romance tattoos. No, no, no. Don't no. talk shit on Hot Topic. <laughs> I, literally, I literally worked at Hot Topic for half a year. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Exactly. Dude, straight up though, I would see people come in and just like just take shit, and I'd go, uh, uh, "Well, that's less don't force them for me to do later." <laughs> it's so expensive. They I can just stop recording right now if you want to say it. I'm just like, I just want a Funko Pop. That's all I, I want. I remember, I remember, and I was like fucking fifteen. Uh, yeah, and I, I can. Chelsea grin real, but Chelsea should grin I? Shirt real bad. <laughs> it was like twenty five dollars, and I begged my mom to get the shirt for me, and she said no. And then my friend Nathan bought the shirt, and I was really pissed off that it wasn't my shirt. Oh, then What's don't do friend? it. So you beat Nathan up, and stole it. <laughs> I should have, but no. Nathan is the the cup guy. 
Oh no! I'm not telling that story out of here. That's way too much. Oh, but mm. no, I'm not. There's don't lie, I forgot no we were doing way. the interview. Mm-mm. I thought we were just talking at this <laughs> point. <laughs> Hell what? yeah! I, I fucking you, love you, this. But well, like I said in the out? beginning, uh, this is what I like out of everything. The fact that people are going to get to know you guys on a personal level. I'd be outing so many of my fucking friends right now. All right, I'm not going to do it. Oh, it's it's a great story. When I first heard it. Is there anything else we you wanted to chat with us about? Yeah, we're, we're way off topic. <laughs> the best kind of interview I think <laughs> yeah and just listening to you guys oh dude thank you guys for being on the fucking podcast I didn't expect you guys to uh, reply so fast either right for yeah. sure <laughs> if you know a drummer in a band shit himself in a 7-Eleven better fucking listen to that band <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's so important. Like on that topic, it's like if you feel oh, a personal wait, who, whose like, idea was to go on TikTok? A band, or you can relate to their stories. Like I feel like it's a lot easier to get into their music knowing like who they are. I agree. Yeah, that's why I really appreciate this. <laughs> of course. Yeah, not even everyone was awake yet when we started talking about it. Yeah. We were getting ready for the Ellen show. Just <laughs> no, Ellen's canceled. Not allowed to get ready for the Ellen oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole. Um, it was mine. Yeah. I was on TikTok for a while, and I would like try to show the band TikToks and. Everybody would be like, that's stupid. TikTok's so stupid. You're stupid. You're Not an idiot. everybody. Well, well most everybody. And then E was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, and he started getting into TikTok. And I was like, dude, we need to, we need to make ourselves a, a, like a TikTok for, because, you know, you've, I've seen a bunch of bands like just put shit out and people just start fucking with their shit. Like those girls, what, that song that they made, Fuck 2020 or whatever. I mean, objectively, I don't want to be, I don't want to be <laughs> rude, but I don't particularly think it's a good song. And I don't think that their content is all that entertaining. But, you know, people people disagree with me, obviously, because it, it popped off. And I, I see ads for, like, their music video on Facebook all the time and shit now. And I remember, like, scrolling past that on TikTok. You know what I mean? So I was like, we, we got to try to get clouder movement. At one point before we made the TikTok, I was in the car with, I think, Molly and Josh. And I said, we should make Afterthought a TikTok sound. And Molly went... No. <laughs> and then two weeks later, Molly was like, I made us a TikTok. <laughs> well, and that was the thing, too. And TikTok is, like, people hate it. Like, I was a hater for a while. I'm not really on it a lot, but then I kind of realized it is kind of the bigger social media platform where, like, a lot of people are on it now. Like until, pretty much until Trump bans it. Well, yeah, I mean, until that. But, I mean, <laughs> so many people somebody. are on that that it's it's – it's like a, a perfect little breeding ground to like promote yourself and like and that's how yeah. I got into it. I started posting videos, but it's like the TikTok algorithm is so weird. It is a weird. I I posted my first cover. I did a Garuga Mesh cover, nice. and it was that was my first cover, 
and I posted that. It got like 400 something views, and I was like, wow, this is really dope. And then I posted another cover, and it got four. And I was like, um, but, and then I posted a third, it's and it got about, like 500. It's all about it was whatever weird. hashtags are popping that day, you know? Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to like gauge what exactly, uh, is popular, I guess, because it changes day to day. dedicated to trying to TikTok and like say like this sound is gonna blow up. Like, you know, these big accounts did it, but there's only forty thousand videos. Like, this is gonna be the forty page for the next two weeks, yeah. and then they're correct, which is just really weird. Well, and that's also just getting into stats. People who are good enough at stats can predict anything. Really. Yeah, sure. especially the social media, because uh, people are pretty predictable, especially yeah. people who go on like tiktok and stuff because it's 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 similar to vine and where it's like it's such a bite-sized content that people can post a lot of stuff of the same thing yeah. over and over again that like people just eat it up it's media potatoes yeah yeah, yeah straight up media potato media potatoes i mean and it's more consumable than youtube because it's not like a 16 minute video you're sitting down for you know yeah because youtube now has that thing where it's like your videos have to be 10 minutes for monetization right and it's like what if I don't want to sit through a 10 minute video? What if I want to just listen well, to Well, and then for people like us putting out four minute songs that, you know, that's bullshit. Yeah, so like zero monetization at all, which, you know, we, we are very, very passionate about our music, but obviously the end goal is to be able to do this as our careers. So that's why we're, we're the, the marketing kind of, we look into like <laughs> what the, what the music industry and what the market looks like now, because even though, if you if you meet an artist who's like, if I could play music and not earn a dime, I would still do it. They're kind of lying because that's their passion and you want to be able to do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Like as a career, I, I there's so many. I mean, I can even say like within our parents, they had passions growing up and they didn't pursue those passions. And then they ended up in a job that they don't love. Hey, my mom always wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I definitely hear that all the time from my parents. It's like, what, what's your plan B? What's your plan B? But anytime I've ever had like any advice from a professional musician in any context, like a musician who's making money with their craft, they're like, as soon as you have a plan B, you're, you're fucking done. Yeah, so, you exactly. know, it's, yeah. it's a hard game to play because it's like stability or chase your dreams, especially when you don't see like a lot of, uh, you know, fruition from pursuing your dreams it's like you know you just got to keep going and keep going and keep going which can be hard sometimes it can be a real killer but you know yeah uh the metal genre in itself is like another challenge because there's some you know bands that have members that we went to school with and like someone can just go in cold and listen to them and just be like they're a really good band but even like my close friends and family are like Oh yeah, you guys are like really talented. It's just like not my. I hear that all the yeah, time. I hear, all I the hear time. like I have a I, you story guys. About you that. guys are. I, like yeah. I fucking everybody in my life goes. I love your guys' music. It's just too heavy. If you just didn't fucking scream, maybe then that would be uh, my vibe. And I'm like, that's a different genre, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, it's like we I've, don't even really scream that much that either. Too. Like I've in my other band, we put out an album and. Uh, I had a bunch of CDs, and I was giving them around to my family at this family gathering. I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. And uh, I gave one to my aunt, and she came back the next time, and she was like, so I listened to your album. And I was like, yeah, how'd you like it? She was like, I only listened to two of the songs again. 
who's very loud. And I was like, you didn't have to tell me that. So you could just you say, just lied to me. I would have. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, I was like, it's a CD. Yeah, I'm like, you didn't, you didn't go like, you didn't go to my show and be like, it's too loud. You fucking put it in your car radio, and you listen to it in the car. You could just turn that turn volume down. down. She goes, I could tell that you're good, but I just. I would only listen to two of the songs again, and I was like, "Okay, that's cool, thanks. cool." Was one of them awesome? That's what I was farewell. asking for. That was one yeah, of yeah, ones. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, my my experience with it was, as I mentioned before, I'm I'm half black. I'm I, I'm from a mixed race family, and I remember very vividly when I first started playing guitar and first started getting into metal, like playing metal guitar. My great grandmother said, that's white people music. Don't play that. And I was like, whoa, um, it's really not. It's kind of everyone's yeah. music. So, I mean, you can argue that that metal stemmed from fucking blues. jazz, rock, and blues. And, and that's and that, and that, that, right. those all the Beatles stem from black musicians yeah. creating that, that sound of yeah. those genres. So, I mean, it's not, but you know, go off, great grandma. I need to interview her. <laughs> I remember that super vividly and thankfully I didn't let that do anything because when I heard that from my grandma it was like <laughs> I was almost challenging my culture in a way like it made me feel like I was challenging what I should be and then I was like you know what fuck it oh my grandma ever says she's an old New York Jew so she goes how's your band I'm the dogs. What's it called? What's it called? Grandma's at old Brooklyn Jew on Insta. No, I'm kidding. She's not. <laughs> I mean, to circle back around, I mean, with, with metal, it definitely is an uphill battle, but I think, you know, we are actually in a pretty lucky position in Denver because in Denver, uh, the music scenes that are really popping off, especially right now, or I guess before COVID hit, were like prog, metal, and hip hop, yeah. which were like, I would say probably three of our big influences. Yeah, all three. And so we kind of hit that, that trifecta at the same time when the music industry in Denver like the scene was converging on those three influences on, on how we wanted to write our music. And so I think that we got lucky in that, but at the same time, the challenge now uh, comes from really trying to branch out and get ourselves past Denver, out past these other more vocal Especially because music we've, we've, not to like throw our own horn, but we've heard a couple of people say like, Nobody else really sounds like we do, like in Denver, in terms of, you know, metal at all, like, or or outside of Denver, and we're trying to kind of build on that because I kind of agree. I feel like we have something unique. Like it's I don't know what we're like emo prog with influences of fucking jazz and R and B. Like I don't know what we are. People can I mean, Molly, you you started out as like musical theater and R and B. Yeah, it's a hit or miss kind of thing. And uh, Devon Devon's metalcore. I mean. He he's, was in he's marching a, band. He's right. a really incredible funk drummer and, and jazz, jazz drummer. Uh, I mean, and me and Michael both came from Prague, but he was more of like shreddy. I'm more of like genty kind of rhythmic stuff. Um, 
And so I think it on paper, it kind of sounds like, oh, this is going to be hard to put this all together. But I, we, we, it, it really does flow naturally. I think we, we got really lucky with that. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, it's, it definitely depends on the people. That's a, that's an important aspect. Cause I think with another group of people, it probably might not work the apart. same. Yeah. yeah. Like if, yeah. if there was like one member difference and it's, it's going to be just going to sound horrible with our last basis. I kind of knew that it was like, it might've been, you know, every band kind of has a revolving door for a certain member. Then Michael joined, and I was like, "Nope, that revolving door is closed. Yeah. This is like this is yeah. this is the group." At this point, if anyone leaves, it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Well, and we were also in a position with our last bassist where, like, she didn't even know that we were serious about being in a band, and then just stuck around. And and like in her mind, it was how, like how doing us a favor. How did she not? Know I don't know. That? But I mean, that's what she at least told me. But I mean, that was the thing that she like joined in thinking she was just kind of doing us a favor, didn't know that it was a super serious thing and then stuck around for what I will say is a little too long without giving us like notice of, you know, why she wasn't quite. You know, I used to like hang out with her one on one and be like, hey, do you like this band? Are you going to are you sticking around? And it was like it was like no real answer. So it was like at the end of it, you know, you kind of have to make those hard decisions and be like. Hey man, like you didn't give us an answer, but you, no, everybody knows you don't like it here. Like you know, you gotta go, and it it, it made us look like sort of the bad guys. You yeah, know? It and sucked. it was it was tough too because we were all pretty close friends with her as well beforehand, and like she's a really talented person, but her her passions lied with with other pursuits like like in vocals, um, and we we knew that she wasn't super passionate about being a bassist, and we needed somebody who really wanted to be in the band not only just like with the music but also on the instrument and like know? i said from the get-go even just hanging out with mike it was like I, i'd be like what do you think about pigeons what do you think about this and that and he just really fucked with us so you know even like a year before we even had him in the band so so it was always just kind of meant to be yeah it's it's always been it's like the stars just align right and then we got michael and then it was like yeah this is this is it this is this is the lineup we want to run with. This is the lineup we want to eventually tour with and and shoot for the fucking stars with. I think we scared the shit out of Michael a little bit though, because we were like, "We know you like playing guitar, but if you ever want to play guitar again, you, you can't fucking be in this band." <laughs> we maybe, not, went, we no. maybe went about it a little bit too aggressively. We, I think we were we were just worried as well with Michael because we did want, we all wanted him to be in the band, and we knew that he wanted to be in the band as well. And uh, he's a phenomenal guitarist, and we know that's where his passion lied. Uh, and so we were more trying to make sure that it was like, if you join the band, we want to make sure that like you want to play bass in the band. You know, like that we're not taking wait. you away from from your other passions too too heavily. And we we were pretty lucky that he's still passionate about our music yeah. and playing it with us. So. Yeah, I can't wait to hear those songs. Writing yeah. some fucking bomb shit with us. Mm-hmm. Which guys? 
Yeah, it's definitely been oh, a privilege. No I was really happy, really lucky to be a part of this. And fuck yeah, I, I got to hear yeah, cool definitely stories. get some great <laughs> shit for you guys. Yeah, I'm super excited to record. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, just making sure everybody's you know keeping an eye out for see you next Tuesday because yeah. we, we think this, this one's going to be solid. Yeah, oh, and again, I know how to set this shit up now for that sure. Yeah, even there shouldn't even be any problems. We were, <laughs> even before we got on the podcast, we were even <laughs> workshopping yeah, that song. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys want to plug your Instagram uh, and all your social medias? That's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thank you again so much for having us on yeah, tonight. Really, it was it's blast. <laughs> and if you ever want us on the podcast where you're just like talking shit, like, kind of sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm always down to be on a podcast for sure. Same. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, Let's go around the line. Oh. Well, well, ours. Oh, yeah, oh. we can do ours. Yeah. First. Um, so, yeah, if you guys ever so, want to just tag um, me in any YouTube, of your YouTube, Instagram, and stuff, Facebook is just at our start promoting all yourself too. Um, so you can just find us on pretty much on, on TikTok too, any social media. Um, just at Arm the Pigeons, and we're trying to put uh, just oh, yeah, kind guys. of a stream hey, of content out to just uh, uh, keep people engaged sorry, until we drop. See you next Tuesday. Almost a two-hour episode, <laughs> and get everybody kind of headbanging into that song. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm so excited. There's a there's a going to be a cool photo shoot in the works with that one too. That's so, true. Keep so an eye out on our Instagram. Oh no, no, that's that, fucking that perfect. going to be fucking sick. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for it. Boom. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, awesome. that would be that so fantastic. So oh, awesome. I'll buy beers. <laughs> <laughs> I had, no, I had, I had a good time. time. All right, guys. Hey, thanks. Thanks again. I truly Sorry, appreciate it. Your ear off, man. Yeah, straight up. And, Sorry. Uh, to hope to hear some music from you guys soon. Cool. All right. All right Sounds guys, like we're going to be good great one. friends. And like we said, if, if you're ever in Colorado or if we're ever in but, LA, let's link up. Let's get some shoot the shit, man. Yeah. Be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be, be so fun. Great. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> we're all 21. <laughs> all of us. Thank you so much. Good night. Sure, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, we'll keep in contact with you, man. You too. too, You too, man. Peace. Bye. So, yeah, guys, that was Arm the Pigeons. Uh, Go check out their music. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to listen to anything else like this, go check out our past episodes and make sure to follow us on Instagram at the venue pod. If you want to listen to other podcasts from the network, you can go check us out um, on all streaming platforms. Uh, you can follow uh, those podcasts at Double Trouble Network, at the Graveyard Show Show and at Fredo's Rants. And uh, to give, give Manny a follow or hit him up. Uh, he wasn't here today. 
but you know, uh, be we're gonna work stuff out. Uh, you can follow him at Manny's Baking. All right, guys. Till next time.